Well, there's a lot riding on this. I'm. There's a lot riding on this. I mean, maybe. No, there's there's, there's so much. This is the first MCU movie since uh, in like two years. It's been like two years. Hmm. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? I mean, we've had we've had a couple of um, we've had a couple of Disney Plus series, some of which you've watched, some of which you haven't. Right. Um, I'm just gonna, you know. <laughs> that that won't be the only time that that's brought up <laughs> t- today, sir. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is this is the glorious return to the MCU. It is the first movie in the MCU that is not a part of the Infinity Saga. Oh right, right. This is the first. Post because even though even though Far From Home took place after Endgame, mm. they I, they kind of treated it like an epilogue. Like if you buy the eight hundred dollar Blu Ray MCU Infinity Saga collection, you get Far From Home as part of that collection. <laughs> yeah. So <there's>, yeah, <laughs> right. I think. Uh, yeah. Like I know. So it's a big deal. And I, th- I know you've said this before intellectually, so it's not like I'm actually surprised by what you're saying, but I do really think the TV series have really bridged the gap in my mind so that when you say, yes, this is the first MCU film in not only two years, but since Spider-Man Far From Home and like the end of that phase, I, I am kind of going, I'm having a Keanu Reeves like, whoa moment that I'm like, yeah, you're, you're right. Like I didn't. I'm not really yeah. thinking about it, but you're right. You're yeah. And I mean, e- even then, like the the Disney Plus series, it was still a year and a half between. Mm-hmm. It was still a long, like you know, it was the the pandemic. I mean this this movie was supposed to come out forever ago. Mm. Like like over a year ago. Sure. Yep. Um. So we are, you know, it's it's been a- a- anyways. Anyways, hello and welcome to the movie men. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I'm Peter, and you are what's your name again? Uh, Scarlett Johansson, um, <laughs> and we are fortunate enough to be doing a uh, a new release. It. Oh, I was saying this to you the other day. I sent you like a list. Uh, I sent it to Marshall as well. Actually, mm. I, I sent this list, and I was like, "Man, look at the upcoming new releases." Uh, yeah, you know, just in general, not not just MCU, like just in general, not, not, not just MCU, but like upcoming releases that we would deem worthy of doing an episode for. So, um, your, your Jurassic worlds and your 007s and your, uh, Matrix movies and your whatever it is. Right. And, and, and a bunch of MCU and a bunch of DC films and all this stuff. And it's just like, wow, you know what? Yeah, it's been a really crummy year and a half, (laughs) but there's this like lush backlog of films now. So, I mean, we've been deprived, um, but it's, they've just been building up, right? And the floodgates are opening and, uh, and one could say there's, there's almost never been a better time to be to be a, a movie fan. It's interesting because 
I, I, I agree with you and I've agreed with everything you've just said just now. And it's, it's just such a wide span of the interest level in the films that's coming out too, because I, I agree with you. There's some that just on an intellectual or sorry, like a, on an emotional level, like we would be paying for and buying a ticket, even if we weren't doing a movie podcast. And then there's other ones that sure. just even on an intellectual level, they're maybe like on the fence, but it's also like, there's just something, each one's individual and unique, but some of them, there's just something about it that either like the cast or the series that it's continuing or something about it has piqued our interest mm-hmm. enough that like for different like emotional or intellectual reasons, there's a lot of big deal films coming out and it's, it's wild. Oh yeah. Like it's just crazy, crazy. And the fact that like, you know, aside from that, like not even included in that list cause we're a couple of years out. Um, but they're currently shooting Indiana Jones five with, right. with old man Harrison, Ford, right? Like, so just, right. it's just a crazy, crazy, crazy time to be yeah, it's just it's just nuts and Which, i'm so happy it's just uh, there's a side note of that like one comment here I, I think i read something and i'm not sure if it was just internet banter that it was true or not but something about like he minorly got injured on set whether that's he true did. or not did, he did yeah, he did. Okay. Uh, what was which it? I think was kind of it, it, it's and it's not funny, but it was kind of like you know, I think it's it's similarly to if tomorrow and this is this is not like this is not me weighing in politically at all. Sure. I, this is just me this is just me reading the the satire and meme scene okay. and acknowledging <laughs> what the jokes are. Sure. It'd be like tomorrow. Can you imagine tomorrow? If Joe Biden, like, broke a hip, right? Like, like, a, like something that is typically associated with being old as dirt. Uh, it would, it like, you know, it would just be the ribbing would just be right in nuts, right? Sure. And so, I think I felt that a little bit because you know, so much of like, yeah, I mean, we're all excited for for Harrison Ford to come back and play Indy again. Of Absolutely. Of course. Uh, but I mean, they've, but they've been talking about it for like six or seven years now. Uh, been trying to get this movie going and it is going, it's, it's tangible now. They're, they are shooting it. Hmm. Um, but it's always been like, really? Like he's in his late seven. He's like 78, 79. The well, guy's pushing eighty. And so like, here's and here's the thing, because this is my set. That was my second point, and you've led right into it, so that's perfect. I, I'm. We have nothing against age. Like age is literally just a number. So it's how someone lives their life, and it's just you're young at heart, and that like I do not care about numbers on a page on your driver's license. So I'm not here to age bash at all. But I will say that even in 2008, when I think was the year Crystal Skull came out. Some people. Uh, no, no, no. That uh, that you just dreamt that 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 wasn't. <laughs> it was a bad dream that you woke up from. <laughs> Some, um, I said so. I misspoke earlier when I said the fifth Indiana Jones movie. They're actually they're actually shooting the fourth. <laughs> Touche. A, fo- a follow up to the Indiana Jones trilogy. Touche. Well, even in two thousand eight, when potentially they almost had a, a sequel released. I do remember at that time, both like actual pundits and then like also people who were just like sarcastic and rude 
were commenting yeah. about well, just he's old about Harrison Ford's age and like if he should have reprised mm-hmm. the role at the time. And I won't get into that on this episode, but just if people were raking him over the coals a little bit at that time, oh, this is alarming to say, but that was. 13 years ago i can't even believe that's 13 years ago but that was 13 years ago so i don't even know what people will say now for better or for worse but i will still uh, buy a ticket of course obviously it's yeah it's just gonna be worse now but so i think it was funny because of that and it was funny because um (laughs) like two weeks or three weeks into shooting the force awakens he uh they had to halt production because the door of the millennium falcon fell on him and broke his leg what? so it's like oh, yeah oh yeah yeah look it up oh yeah it was this big so, thing they halted production for like a month or something because so the door weird. of the millennium falcon came down on harrison ford's leg and broke it is that why uh, they killed him off like they had actually like him no. planned for the next two movies <laughs> but like he no was injured i think that's the only way he would come back uh <laughs> and 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 do it because he wanted he wanted he wanted uh han solo to die in return of the jedi like he, he really? thought okay. long ago the character should have been killed off. But sure. anyways, that's not that's not why we're here. Anyway, sorry. Um, yeah. So Black Widow, yeah. if you haven't already told, figured it out by the image <laughs> uh, of this episode or the title, mm-hmm. you know, um, titles that's a thing. Uh, we're we're here to review Black Widow, um, and we are. This is not a spoiler free discussion. Absolutely not. The assumption is that you either live in a part of the world that is fortunate enough to waltz into a movie theater and watch a movie, given the current climate, which I don't know if you've heard, sir, but come Friday, that's us. Hmm. That's exciting. Our movie theaters are opening. That's exciting. And and I know there's going to be some anxiety about it, and there's there's like... You know, I think there's a lot of question right now of like, what is that going to look like? Mm. Um, you know, what kind of precautions or capacity and, and all of this stuff. But but the movie theaters are opening. The hmm. last movie I saw in the theater was uh, The Rise of Skywalker, which was also Ooh. two years ago now. That's wild. Uh, was it two years? No, it was like a year and a half ago. No. It was like a year and a half ago. Sure. But still, yeah. that's, that's, it's crazy. That's the longest I've gone in my adult life. Mm-hmm. I think we, I've said this a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It's the longest time I've gone in my adult life or teenage life, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the last, uh, gosh, in the last 15, 16 years, is the longest I've gone without going to the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, or, or. We're going to talk about this movie. So yeah, either either like you've gone and seen it in the theater or you've dished out like 30 some odd dollars and invited all of your friends over despite, you know, recommendations and uh, and you watched it, right? So spoilers, spoilers ahead. Um, you know, yeah. The assumption is you've seen it. If you don't care about spoilers and haven't seen it, then I, I don't know what's wrong with you, but you're welcome to keep listening i guess uh but if you don't want this to get spoiled uh maybe you know maybe pause hit pause and uh go watch black widow and then and then come right back um but yeah don't spoil this don't spoil it for yourself (laughs) right so 
right? Is that fair? It, oh, yeah. Do you have anything to add, or is that I, fair? No, yeah? no you, you've covered it. Okay. Uh, do you have trivia? Not for a new release. Not for this new release, anyway. Perfect. I, I, yeah, okay, absolutely. So, we have not discussed this. No. We both watched it, I'm assuming, like, you know, I watched it on Disney Plus because our theaters, as I just said, have not been open. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to assume you did the same. Yep. Yep. You watched it at home in the comfort of your own living room. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the first MCU film that I've watched that way for the first time. Hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of a letdown. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I you know, I I don't think I've let it impact my my review of the film. Mm. Uh, but it did. I think it hurt my experience, and it it was really unfortunate because I could tell that these were. I mean, Black Widow's fighting her her fight choreography has always been very impressive, and so there there are some wonderfully elaborate fight scenes. And there's some really great music, like the soundtrack in this is really fun. Hmm. And uh, and there's just some fun sound design that I feel like watching it on, you know, not watching it in like a Dolby Atmos mm. theater uh, just didn't do it justice. I feel like that, that was the medium that it was designed for. Um, and you know what? Having said that our theaters are opening Friday, I may go watch it in a theater if, oh, if wow. I'm able to. Wow. I may I may go see it again in a theater. Sure. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd completely agree with the loss of experience or maybe uh, dampened experience just because, uh, you know, I'm... I'd, I'm somewhere between, uh, you know, there's the whole Martin Scorsese where he ripped on MCU films saying they don't qualify as pieces of art or, or whatever he said. Something what along. What the douche? He said it's not cinema. <laughs> right. Something. That, so they're like on one end of the spectrum, there's Martin Scorsese. And then just for context, I'll just say on the other end, there's you who, you know, I would consider you a well-versed <laughs> MCU fan in both seeing all the films and knowing some comic book background and, you know. I, I fall somewhere in the middle, so I, I definitely partake in watching. I've seen 80 or 90% of them, and I'm not definitely not Martin Scorsese. I don't hate on them, but I'm definitely not where you are where I'm at that level of fandom. But one thing I will say about right. the MCU films is, to me, they're the very definition of a fun summer film that you either go see in theater, or if you're lucky enough, you have a drive-in and um, you see it in the drive-in. So regardless, it's some type of movie outing experience where you know for the most part you don't have to think too hard or at least the most part like you can just have fun and you don't have you know if you have to go pee or get get some popcorn i personally am okay with that i'm okay with not you know having to watch something super serious and it's just fun and it's light and it's outing and anyway my point of all that is is mcu is the definition for me of kind of going to the movies uh, and just having a fun outing and not thinking too much about it and having fun and walking away and you know, for all the reasons you said, like the the atmosphere, the lighting, the the sound, it, it it you do get a better experience by seeing it in person in a theater that you know sitting in your living room you obviously don't get, and you know if you're not having the environment and not having the kind of fun things that a theater offers, then yeah, this it puts the viewing experience at a bit of a disadvantage. Can I say, um, 
your so yeah so you said like an mcu film is a film that you could get up and go to the washroom and and <laughs> yada yada um <laughs> and no, no no and i i and 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 i mean this without exaggeration I've, have i offended this some is, this, no 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 okay. no no you haven't offended me at all okay. um okay. i mean this without exaggeration mm-hmm. unless it's a film that i hate mm mm-hmm. And even then, you know, like a film that I hate, I'm thinking something like Cats or Cars or, <laughs> or you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, even then, it's not that I disagree with that mentality. Sure. It's not that, like, disagree, I, I disagree is not what I would say. I mm-hmm. wouldn't say, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I disagree with people who are willing to do that. With no, with not even an ounce of exaggeration, I don't understand. <laughs> like, like I hear that. Mm. I hear, oh, you know, like uh, there's someone who I've been watching movies with, and 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 they'll be like, you know, I'll be like, oh, come on, I want to, like, <laughs> we got to start this movie, we got to start this movie, and they'll say, it's okay, start it without me. I'm gonna be like five minutes. What? Right. Right. Not only are you going to miss the first five minutes, yeah. but five minutes in, my immersion <laughs> is going to be completely just, mm-hmm. like, yeah. just completely destroyed, right? Assaulted mm. by you entering the room right. and sitting down and walking in front of the screen. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? Right, um, if and I, so no, it, I, I I do find it really interesting because yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, without without an ounce of exaggeration, when you say mm-hmm. an MCU film or any film mm-hmm. in the theater, there's nothing I hate more. Like I've had to do it. I've had to be like I'm gonna oh. pee myself in this theater if <laughs> I don't sure. go for sure. Um, but but I hate that. I hate it. And and someone who doesn't hate it, it's not just like, oh, what is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> like I hear that, and I think to myself, I'm not getting the full picture here. Like, <laughs> like you, 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 you're screwing with me. That can't be real. Um, yeah, and it's so weird. Like, honestly, I have, I have waiting for the movie to start. In the 15 minute, 20 minutes that we've gotten into the theater and we're waiting for the movie to start, I've gotten up and tried, I've gotten up and peed. And then I've been like, ah, you know, I know I just peed, but it's a two and a half hour movie. So I should really try once more before, because it's just not an option. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so, but it's, it's just, it's bizarre to me. That's all I'm saying. There's two things I want to um, comment on because I think you've hit on a couple interesting things. The first uh-huh. is I agree with you because I've, I've watched movies with people like that where they'll say, oh, I'll get it started and I'll join you in five or 10 minutes. And I, I sarcastically think like, why bother? Let's just, let's just read a Wikipedia synopsis if we're not even going to take this wholeheartedly. Like let's, let's commit to this. Oh yeah. One Either we're in or we're out. We got We got to choose. The other thing, which could just be, like, it could just be, we're movie men. Sure, we are the movie men. There's a reason, and so I, I get that there are people who don't take 
a cinematic thing. Like, I get that there's people out there who are going to check their phone during Lord of the Rings. Right. They but exist. something is wrong with you. <laughs> I like, agree. Like, I, I, I just can't. I'm like, the, this is the hours and the money and the blood, sweat, and mm-hmm. tears that have gone into this. And the, and the cinematic experience that this can be, if you allow it to mm-hmm. be. The, the journey of, that the this piece can of take art, you on. The piece of art it is yes. if you take it out or take it up as, to, as such. Yeah, you don't go. You don't go into an, an, a, the the Louvre in in Paris yeah. and look at all the paintings with sunglasses on. <laughs> right? Like yeah. let this or or like glance up at your phone and go, oh yeah, the Mona Lisa. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, ah, oh. the last. The last thing I'll say, and then we'll get into Black Widow, is I want to read. Oh, yeah, the movie we're here to talk about. <laughs> the last thing I want to restate about urinating in movies, I think there's a spectrum. <laughs> so, like, when we're watching the rise of Sky, <laughs> when we're watching the rise of Skywalker, I want to reiterate: come hell or high water, my bladder is just going to be keep filling until the the end credits are oh, yeah. completely done so i want to say that for watching cats as soon as there's a drop or two of urine i'm just finding an excuse to go mcu would fall somewhere in the middle you know i'm not gonna like jump ship just to pretend to pee but like you know i i'm not it's not in the realm of like rise of skywalker so i, I just want to say that I, I hear what you're saying sure cool all right so black widow <laughs> we like i said we've not we have not discussed this at all. <laughs> right. I don't know if you loved it. I don't know if you hated it. You have no idea. Not not that, again, so based on what you just said, mm-hmm. because it's an MCU film, I've also not told you what I think. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe a bigger, like, you know, maybe the bigger question is, what do I think of this film? Yeah. Um, because I care more oh, about yeah. this film. Yep. Um. But yeah, hit me with hit me with initial impressions. Sure. Well, I mean, straight up, and I'll just get straight into it because it's about time. Um, I I straight up found the first forty five minutes difficult to watch. I'm going to be quite honest. Um, and oh. I tried to discern what it was. Like I don't, I don't think it was the pace per se. Uh, I just really wasn't invested. Um, the film didn't give me enough reason to care or, or commit. Now, the more we're talking about missing out on the environment of what I deem a perfect movie-going experience in a theater, may, now yeah. that we've kind of broken that down, maybe that has something to do with it. You know, it's not like we're watching maybe. Titanic where you can watch it for the 17th time and still get an emotional response from the movie. Like, it's just at a different level than an MCU film. So, maybe it's not seeing in theater. I don't know. Um but, you know, there's a usual, in a good MCU film, there's a usual blend of action and characters and comedy. And for me, that first 45 minutes, that was not working for me in Black Widow. Um, wow. it did It did change directions a bit uh, after that first 45 minutes, and it did pick it up. And I think I got out of it from there forward what I was expecting. Uh, I got some action. I got some emotional depth from characters. Um, it did kind of fall into a bit of a dip the last 20 minutes or so. I did start doing, you know, check out my watch. I was a little not on board anymore. Um, but ultimately, for the majority of the film, the, the film did deliver what I expected. The nuts and bolts of it. I won't say this film didn't need to... 
I'm not going to say this film doesn't need to exist, but I will say I don't think it needed to be two hours and 14 minutes. So essentially, I didn't really enjoy it. Well, I mean, that's that runtime is pretty consistent with your your one-off, you know. So, so typically your one-off MCU films mm-hmm. um, or, or character-based MCU films. Sure. Um, character-centric are either just shy of two hours or somewhere between there and, and the 2.15 mark. Mm. Uh, your standard Avengers films are about two and a half hours, 2.20, 2.30. Sure. Um, and then obviously Endgame was was pushing three. <laughs> right. Um, but, okay, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's interesting. I'm I'm almost the total opposite. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, like I, right off the bat, I was hooked. Hmm. I was like, oh yeah, like the, the, I think the strongest stuff that this movie does is all of, all of the family stuff. Okay. So any of the time that they're like dealing with emotions and family and past trauma and, and all of this stuff, that's when I think it's the strongest. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, like I was, I was hooked because I was like, we have this character who we have always known has a dark past, right? We've always, mm. we, we know she talks about in Age of Ultron, she talk, talks about how, um, they stare, like she was stare, sterilized as, mm. as a teen. It's like their final rite of passage that they sterilize them so that they can't Jeez. have babies because it's, you're a more effective killing machine that way. Mm. Um, Yikes. So we know that. We know that she was, we, we've known that she was KGB before, you know, switching over to the good side. She has a lot of red in her ledger, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that there's just this dark past. Um, and within a couple of minutes, I was, you know, we when we see, when they get back to Russia, hmm. and um, at the time, we think that Red Guardian, David Harbour's character, is, we, we at that point, we have no reason not to think that they're not all biologically related. Um, right. But... And, you know, and he just kind of this, like, the girls are going back into, you know, they're going to take the girls and put them in, take the small one, what was her name? Uh, oh. Elena? Yeah, sounds familiar. I think so. I think it's Elena. Uh, and they're going to put her into, you know, start her into training. And Natasha says, no, she's just, a, she's like, she's only six. And David Harbour says, uh, you know, you were, you were even younger. Um, and so I just, yeah, I was like, there's this character who we know has a dark past, but it's never been this tangible. Mm. And, and like my heart just started breaking for her. Um, so that, that I really loved the first 45 minutes. Then I thought maybe it lulled a little bit. Okay. Um, and then right at the end, I assumed you liked sort of the climax third act of this film because the climax third act of this film was basically a bad Bond movie. Like, 
we're, on, we're at this base. There's these spies. There's this guy who's got this mind control thing, you know, sure. take over the world. And it was like, it felt like a Bond film. <laughs> um, but so that was fun. Uh, and also we finally, not like a full detailed response, but we get a lot of information about what the hell happened in Budapest because we end up back in Budapest. And we do get sort of some, you know, some inklings of information on what happened with Clint and Natasha in Budapest. Mm. Um, they were there. They spent two days in the train station ceiling. And and so just like all of that stuff was a lot of fun. Um, I think David Harbour steals every scene he's in. Um, you know, he's just he's so funny in this. Uh, especially the moment there's a moment I watched it alone and I audibly laughed out loud which is that's the true test everyone knows the true test is you're more you're more likely to laugh at things when you're with people oh yeah um, and so when you laugh and you're alone it's it's like oh this that was actually genuinely funny hmm. but when they get back to uh, to the mother's house and they're sitting around the table and everyone this just like jumped right back into this like dysfunctional family format mm-hmm. and Natasha's like wait no stop like what is what no we're not a family we're not doing this and he's like listen to your mother and like all of this stuff right mm. and, uh, and but there's this great moment when he he leans into the mother and he's like I just got out of prison. I have a lot of energy. <laughs> like, <laughs> looks at her and is like trying to seduce her way. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny to me. I don't know why. I don't know why that was the moment I burst out laughing to. But hmm. I, yeah, you know what? I, 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 think, I think on the whole, it's a damn good film. Sure. I do. I think it's, it's I mean, it's the MCU. And it's not Thor: The Dark World, uh, so <laughs> thank heaven. So it's, I think it's good. Yeah. Um, I do question the timing in which we've received this film. Oh, interesting. Um, because with the exception of the post-credit scene, mm-hmm. this movie takes place immediately following Civil War. Right. It's between Civil War and Infinity War. Right. Uh, and and that's just really where it belongs. I mean, hmm. spoiler alert, Natasha's dead. The, yeah. character's, the character's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just felt like, you know, maybe if I'd had all this, like, I, I felt like... Having this movie now retroactively makes her sacrifice in Endgame more impactful. Mm, fair enough. Uh, uh, yeah. And I just feel like that's... We, we should have had this movie before we had... Like, we should have gotten this movie chronologically where it belongs. For that reason, and for the reason that for it's a weird first movie in whatever this new post-Infinity Saga thing is going to be. Sure. 
Yeah. Because whatever they're going to kick off with, like, the multiverse and and the sorcery stuff from from uh, WandaVision, right? We've got Wanda now, and it turns out Wanda is, again, spoiler alerts for WandaVision. Um, the assumption is you've watched, you're, if you're watching this, you're caught up with the MCU. <laughs> oh, for um, sure. You know, with Wanda, Wanda is the Scarlet Witch now. She's not just, she's not just this girl that was, was tested on with the Mind Stone. The Mind Stone only enhanced what was already there. Mm. And, and so, like, all of this stuff, this movie just feels like it doesn't fit. Hmm. Um, as like the kicking that off like it it feels it's got so much connective tissue to the infinity saga hmm. um that it's just weird it's just weird where where it is um you know and and obviously the post credit scene is the exception to that yep um as they set up the hawkeye series with with you know that that Natasha's sister is is now believes that Clint w- was responsible for Natasha's death. Right. Um, and so that sets up the upcoming uh, Hawkeye series for us. But, oh, and so also, so I have a question for you. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I made you a promise. <laughs> and I'm going to follow through with okay. it here. So, in the post credit scene... Mm-hmm. She is approached okay. by. That's a question. Do you know? Do you know? Like you know the actress? Obviously, if you've seen Seinfeld, you know the actress that approaches her. Oh, is that? Um, I I didn't, but it, it did look familiar. Is that? Oh, let me look up what her name is. <laughs> it's uh, her name is Julia Dreyfus. I think I think that's I think that's pronunciation, but she plays Elaine in Seinfeld. Hmm. And her showing up here is a very, very interesting thing that you can't appreciate because you haven't watched Falcon and Winter Soldier, <laughs> so you so you don't know who her character is. You don't know the significance of her showing up. Mm. You don't know what she's up to. Uh, you got, you got, you gotta just do it, man. You gotta. Uh, there was. I did have watch. a note in my list here of who was the woman in the post-credit scene and what is the context. So, um, do you actually? Yeah. My so. answer is sit your ass down and go watch. <laughs> go watch Falcon I, and Winter Soldier. I feel like I've just been like. I feel like I'm guilty. Like I am, I am convicted of doing a wrong and this has just shown and reinforced what you've said. I couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> uh, but that, so you've told me some of the things you don't like. Talk to me about some of the things in this movie that worked for you. Well, and so I think the timing is an interesting thing and I'm not even going to classify that into worked or didn't work, but I, d- I was wondering throughout this film, just also like from uh, trying to follow the film, where did it fit between? And I'm remembering what we knew or like what 
had occurred and hadn't occurred. And from a logistics point of view, I was wondering from a timing. But I think you really raise an interesting point about just what would have felt more natural or what would have amplified the series more as far as the timing of release. And I think that's a really interest, interesting point, one that I, I hadn't thought of. Um, you know what? I don't have too much to elaborate on what worked for me here, and I'm not saying that as a slight. I think what worked for me was when it got into the the flow of the film for me. So when we got some when we we got some action sequences that kind of just were entertaining. I found a lot of the 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 comedy in this that I enjoyed was kind of funny and a play on certain things. So it did rely a lot on the family based jokes like. Um, when they're sitting down for dinner and the traditional um, joke in film, TV, books, artists, you know, parents saying, I just did the best and I did the best that I thought I could. And David Harbour would say the same thing. And he was saying, I, you know, you can't blame me for being a bad fake parent. I was being the best fake parent I could poss- possibly be. And I just did the best I knew I could. And there was just some leaning into like the because it, it wasn't a traditional family and obviously they were a fake family and they were just a leaning into some of their uh, dynamics and circumstances of their relationships with each other with traditional jokes and parenting flaws and things like that. So there were just some things like that where I did find it kind of witty and funny playing into that circumstance. And I think that's, you know, a unique circumstance in the, the, the as far as a storyline and, and they leaned into it pretty pretty well. Um, so yeah, right. I think the action was fun. It, you know, I can't blame the film for, um, the timeline of me not being familiar with it so that I can't blame that as a flaw. Um, but I do wonder if it would have been more interesting, uh, being released during the, the previous phase. Um, yeah, I think, I think that the comedic, the comedic ability was, was there for this for me. Cool. Can yeah. I ask? No, you? I, I. Oh, I agree totally, and I think one of the one of those great moments was uh, Natasha's sister making like what what is your your pose? It's your pose is not even right. Your, like yeah, yeah. How is that practical? Is yeah. not the pra- What are you doing with this pose? Why was this? You like you do this like flippy hair thing when you land when you <laughs> it's and it's so good because uh, it's something you never thought about you're just like right. I don't know she lands she's a hero she lands like a hero <laughs> right. uh, but Elena sees right through that and she's like no this, it's this is really weird why, <laughs> why, right. why do you do this <laughs> exactly that was good yeah stuff like that just an awareness I think that's how I describe it a comedic awareness to the what they were kind of trying to accomplish it was it, it didn't go I, I, I appreciated it yeah. Did yeah, you yeah. notice? And this is I, I had to look this up, so it could be wrong, but if if it's correct, I think it's kind of neat and some neat foreshadowing. So when Black Widow was in her trailer early in the movie, and you alluded to this, she was watching a an old James Bond film, mm-hmm. and it was with your favorite James Bond actor Roger Moore. And I I I almost I almost began crying. I was like <laughs> I didn't think <laughs> I would ever see him as Bond again uh, by you, choice. You know what's and, weird? Um, <laughs> what? I I sometimes just get like, I'm not talking like actually emotional. I just get like sometimes like reminiscent. I'm like, oh, remember when we, and I, I and this context, context you mean, but like, oh, remember when we did this or when we did that? And I was remembering like when we were blitzing through all 
27 of the James Bond films, and it was only a year ago. Whatever the hell it was, yeah. And just, like, at the top, and it, we're far enough away from it now that I can look back at it with a bit of a grin and a smile, and, like, we were in the trenches. Like, it was pretty brutal sometimes. Some weeks, this was before the new film was postponed, so we were trying to meet a deadline here, but we were doubling up some mm. weeks and watching, not only watching two bad James Bond films, but talking about two bad James Bond films. And regardless, we're far enough away from it where... You know, I was looking back on it being like, yeah, like it wasn't great films, film watching by any means, but it was kind of fun to rip on films or at least go through a period of history and kind of just like go through this experience. So we're far enough removed from it and we don't have to do it again that I was comfortable enough to laugh and chuckle and go, oh, yeah, that was funny. But <laughs> yeah, just wait for uh, just wait for the Mission Impossible movies. Good. Oh, I'm actually excited. I am excited. I've got I've got some hope and optimism for those. I I've seen the first one. Sure. And I thought, oh, you know what? This is actually a lot better than I thought. Sure. And then I saw the first half hour of the <laughs> second one before I was like, screw this, I'm gonna fall asleep now. <laughs> and I just slept through the rest. Um, but regardless we'll see what happens i'm pumped but winding it back to james bond um so of note it was moonraker that he was watching and for the love of me like i i the roger moore ones all blend together so aside from bad toupees i don't know what the plot was in each film but i mean it for me it kind of all (laughs) like i don't with the exception of like a few specific ones. Sure. I don't know that I remember any. Oh, like, yeah. There was just so many of them and so much. And, <laughs> and often so much of it was so similar. Oh, for sure. Um, but of note, and I think this is some interesting foreshadowing that they did. Uh, Moonraker was the one she was watching. And in the synopsis of Moonraker, Roger Moore battles the henchman Jaws in space. So there's some similarities with Black Widow. She wasn't in space, but she was in a sky levitating station. So I thought there was some similarity and foreshadow there. That was I wouldn't I didn't notice it uh, on the surface. I had to look up a couple things, but I thought that was neat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I that didn't strike me, but you're totally right. And when you mentioned it, and I don't know if I'd agree with you when you said this, but that I would like it because it was like a Bond film action at the end. Uh, I I agree. Like it really, now that you've labeled it as that, I'm like, ooh, that totally was quite similar to a Bond-esque film. And I'm not sure if I, Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not sure I actually enjoy that now, but it was an interesting comment. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, I think we've hit on most of the things that I wanted to hit on. The one thing, it's just a total observation. I felt bad for the family that they stole the BMW from. Like, my goodness. I know it was a baller of a car and the dad was kind of dumb for leaving the keys in a completely accessible spot. Like, that was... Didn't understand it, but, I mean, come but on, again, Black what Widow. a hilarious moment. I know she's like, it was you can't hilarious. just steal a car. And she's like, would you like me to track them back down and unsteal it? Like... <laughs> right (laughs) like there's just so much sass there and it's like yeah yeah okay keep going (laughs) yeah but cool cool yeah um are you ready to rank it then Are, are you ready to hear me rank it uh i was i was born i was born ready i don't know if you're gonna like it oh 
Okay. I don't know if you're going to like it. I was a little harsh. Oh, geez. Okay. I think I think if we add our scores together and average it out, you still might be disappointed. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I feel bad giving it this harsh of a score, but I'll, I'll just get into it. On my scale, I gave it a 2.7 out of 10. Holy crap. So, so that means that okay. I, for effort level, I to watch it again, I would probably only watch it if I was at the cottage and there was no Wi-Fi wow. and it was pouring rain and there was a VHF, VHS of it sitting on the coffee table. And at that point, I might go, yeah, sure, pop it in. On, wow. on on Marshall's scale, which is a more um, objective way to just rank a movie on a scale from zero to ten, I'm pretty sure I gave it a three. Maybe could be convinced to a four, but more likely in line with the three. Holy friggin' Toledo, man! <laughs> I, I I left no prisoners alive on this ranking. <laughs> Golly. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. All right. And again, I think I think you've hit it like there were definitely some discernible things that I just wasn't there for or at least just I didn't enjoy, but I think I think what it comes down to most is just the experience. And I think if we had if we had just gone and seen this together and come home and reviewed it, I maybe would have been a bit more lenient, but it is what it is. Okay. All right. All right. What did you give it out of 10? I'm curious. I gave it an 8 out of 10. I gave oh, it a wow. normal human being, reasonable first MCU film in two years. Holy hand grenade, man. I, yeah, I gave it an 8 out of 10. I thought, um, you know, is it is it is it Endgame? No. Is it is it Thor Ragnarok? Well, no. Uh, but it's 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 just good it's 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 natasha romanoff who who has never been a disappointment um david harbour is is dynamite in this film the actress that plays uh natasha's sister is also incredible a little bit of a weak villain um sure you know and i think it i think i get some demerits for that yeah um i would have liked to have seen a better villain um rather than some guy who is just all of a sudden miraculously on the brink of world domination again. Um, <laughs> right. It's yeah. just like another, like these people just pop up and they're like undetected right until the last moment. Um, yeah. But you know, it just, it did so much to, it, it works as such a great tribute and like memoriam to the character and I th- again, I think the placement of it in the MCU is a little strange, uh, but I but I like I like it. It's it's captivating. It's heartwarming when it needs to be heartwarming, and it's got a baller post credit scene. And and yeah, I gave it an eight out of ten. Who knows? Maybe once I watch that Disney Plus series and I go back and rewatch the post credit scene, I'll maybe jump it up to like a six out of ten. Who knows? Sure. Sure. All right. All right. Uh, what'd you watch this week, man? Um, I think it was mainly just 
uh, Black Widow. And then I finished, uh, my wife and I, like I've been saying, we've been rewatching Lost. We finished the first season and we dived into the second season and it's just continuing that journey. Uh, yes, so you've reached the point where the show starts to not be very good. Oh. Um, congratulations. Oh. The first season's excellent. And you know what? In the second season, like the first half of the second season, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm still here for this. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's right around the the like middle of the second season, and you're just like, oh my gosh. Like, really? Really? I just devoted a nut. I did it again. I spent 45 minutes and I, okay, this will be the last time. I swear. I know I said the last time was going to be the last time, but this is the last time. And then you reach like the third season and you're like, well, this show is aptly named because I am. I'm so freaking lost. I don't know what's happening. I don't care what's happening, but I still wish I knew. Mm. And uh, and yeah, this is, is garbage. Everyone's it's like a soap opera in the sense that like everyone dies at least twice and then comes back somehow. <laughs> and then people are like sleeping together. You don't know who's you know. And now all of a sudden, this person doesn't have any memory. And and the whole time, the whole time, Mary Brandybuck is just there. Like I I just like drugs. I don't know. I don't know why I'm here on this island. I just like drugs and. And and uh, Evangeline Lilly is there. She is as, not. As oh, Wanda's sorry, 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 like, sorry. I thought you. Sorry, my brain. What? My brain. Uh, you're correct in saying who you said. For some reason, my brain thought you meant Angelina Jolie, and I was like, wait a oh, minute. Oh gosh, no. She no, is no, 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 not no, there. No, no she's. Uh, yeah, no. She. Well, I, I mean, she's actually. <laughs> You know, she's possessing Linus. Anyways, it doesn't doesn't matter. What I will say, Uh, what I will say is, A, we'll talk about this more in a future episode, I'm sure. And the other thing I will say is I haven't actually watched all the show completely over again. So who knows? Maybe by the end I will agree with you and say, preach, brother, preach. But for the time being, I will say I disagree I will say there are things the show does, you know, they use clever ways to bring characters back, like bringing dead characters in flashbacks, which I think is uh, intellectually the high ground. It's not the soap opera where, you know, the character wasn't dead or it was his twin brother, but that is a discussion for another day. That is what I watched. All right. What did you watch? All right. Um, Continuing on in the MCU. My gosh. I watched WandaVision. Again. Yeah. Well, I oh, mean that's wow. the part I you know, I yeah, watched yeah. I watched Endgame and then I watched Far From Home and right. so on to WandaVision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um so Fair I enough. watched WandaVision and then I got as far as the first episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm. So yeah. Cool. So I'll finish that and then I'll watch Loki. Uh and then I'll watch Black Widow. Uh, then I'll be back at Black Widow, um, and then ready for the Eternals, which comes out in like just over a month, man. Just over a month, we get another one. I crazy. At this point, I'm going to be as blind as a bat going into that one. Just I have no other than the like the brief little bit of information that was given. Like, oh gosh, was it a year ago when there was the announcement of this next phase? I know blessed little about it. Uh, it was not even, man. It was back at Christmas. It was in December. Was that? For some reason, I totally yeah, the, thought it was the, pre-COVID. But the shareholders meeting where they like announced 
all of the MCU shows and stuff. Was that only Christmas? Like, and they announced like Lightyear, the Pixar Lightyear movie, and all that stuff. Yeah, it was just back. It was December. My goodness. Yeah. Okay. Well, never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> I will tell you because you haven't seen the trailer. I I will. I mean, this is just common knowledge. Sure. This movie does have Angelina Jolie in it. Oh no way. Yeah, so she's entering the MCU. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you haven't done so already, like, follow, subscribe on all our social media pages. Links are below. And um, if you feel so inclined to check out our Patreon page, check out our merchandise page. We really appreciate uh, when people try and help support the show, cover costs and uh, keep us growing thank you for all our patreon supporters we really appreciate it um if it weren't for you the lights would not be on and uh because of you we get to put the lights on for one hour a week when we record and then we only are in the dark the rest of the time so it's it's great and um oh yeah Yeah, but at least we have our priorities sorted absolutely you know absolutely so uh yeah uh, check us out on uh, whatever platform you're listening to us on and give us a good rate and review help us help the machine kind of help others find the show help 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 the ball keep rolling and until next yeah. time until next time when we uh, well I just want to say something well I guess you can thanks man <laughs> I'm going to say something else too um, sure. so with 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 magic the magic of pre-recording things and then releasing them on the internet at later dates mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um we are we're with so this is episode uh 140 what 148 i think 148 148 which is crazy um and so there is only so our next episode, we uh, I'll just let the cat out of the bag. The next episode we're doing is Castaway. Yep. And then we're then we're at 150, which is a very big very big ordeal. Oh yeah. Something honestly, I didn't think we were ever going to hit. Like when we started <laughs> the podcast, I was like there's no way. Right. That's that's stupid. He's which, not going to do that many with me. Which which we have to give credit where credit's due in order of importance. So we got to give credit to the listener is number one for getting us oh, this yeah, yeah. far. We, listener, yeah. credit number one. Credit number two, I would say to you because you, you do so much what? background work of like editing and so on. And number three on this list of who got us to where we needed to be is Roger Moore and crew because all those 27 James Bonds really pumped our episode numbers and springed us to 150. He's such a scumbag, isn't he? <laughs> like, now, I hadn't thought of him in, in a long time. Right. And now you've got me thinking about him, and I just, I can feel my skin crawling. <laughs> oh, like, he's yeah. just, he's just scum. He's um, illicit. But so anyways, yeah. we are, uh, just because of life circumstances, mm-hmm. we are recording our 150, an episode early. We're doing yeah. we're doing one out of order. Yep. We're recording it tomorrow night. That is a fact. 
Um, Emily Mader is going to join us in that episode. She's joined us in several in the past. Mm -hmm. And for the first time in over a year, a hundred episodes <laughs> with with regulations, distance, oh, and yes. stuff. Yep. But we're going to record in person. Yes. Looking looking across a table into each other's face areas, yeah. which is not something that we've done really for the whole second two thirds of this podcast's existence. Mm-hmm. Man. And you know how I am. giddy. You know how anal I am. I'm just going to clarify again for the listener. We are following public health guidelines. We're in a well-ventilated area. Window open. And when when he says we're looking at each other's face, like we're so distanced in the room that I'm actually renting a a telescope to see each other in the face. But we'll still be in the same room. So it's still. I've got be- one of those. I'm getting one of those big, like 24 inch by 24 inch uh, <laughs> medical examination lenses. <laughs> right. Yes. On a, and I'm going to put that on. It's going to obscure my vision. Something horrible. <laughs> right. Uh, but everyone, everyone else in the room will see every pore, <laughs> every follicle. It'll be. It'll be. It'll be sweet. But that you know me. I have to do my PSA to clarify to the audience what we're doing. But aside from following guidelines, I too am looking forward to some normalcy. And um, it's going to be so good, yeah, man. Absolutely. And it's going to be like, you know, heads up, it's probably, it's going to be like a two hour, two hour plus. It's going to be one of those like longer, I'm not going to tell you what we're doing, but it's going to be a longer episode. A discussion. We're not doing a movie. We're, we're, we're ranking like a discussion based episode. Salad dressings. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. And all I Man, can say ma- the Mandarin orange one. That's, that's <laughs> all the one I, I really can say. Like. It's about time we we cracked that egg open. Yeah. 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 Wait, egg? I thought you said salad. Well, like the the salad dressing is what we're discussing. Cracked the egg open was the metaphor for like getting into the subject. I'm so confused. Anyways, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>